Okay, good morning. Um, today's daf is daf Nun Beis. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas. Um, Le'ilu Nishmas Matisya, Marachai Ben Yosef. May his Neshama have an aliyah, may his memory be a blessing. It is also for a full shame of Yitzhak Yorub and Miriam, Chaya Chayka Bas Baba Michla, and Tzid Elisheva Bas Liba. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. Um, so we're going to start. That's uh, well, the last few words of Nun Aleph Amud Beis, Nun, yeah, Nun Aleph Amud Beis, um, 51b. Let's just bring in a quote from the Bish that says, "Kaitar Asam Amar Bechulu," and then we'll start reading from the top of Nun uh, Beis Nun Aleph 52a. It's just the what the Mishnah's, what the Gemara is going to go on is it doesn't seem to. To flow, Kate generally means like what's an example or how is this? That's what the word Kate generally means. So if you read the Mishnah, it says Rabban Kamil says there's no such thing, there's no get after get and there's no mamar after mamar, etc. And the Chachomim come along and say there is a get after a get and there is mamar after mamar, etc. And then it says Kate how, how is this? So we're expecting, what are we expecting? An example of or an explanation. If not an example, an explanation of get after a get after get. But then, what does the Mishnah go on to say? It says, "Kaitzad also mamar beyavanta benosan lo get." If you do mamar and then give her a get, and then it says, or if you did mamar and then chalitza, or if you did, you know, so it doesn't the, the flow? It's discussing get after get. It says, "Kaitzad, how is this?" And then it goes into a totally new case. So that's what the Gemara asks. She says, hi, get a getu. Is this an example? Is this Kate showing us a get after a get? So Amrav Yudah Hachikam, no, Rav Yudah says, this is what the Mishnah is saying. Get achar getu mamar achar mamar kramar. Get of, the discussion of get after get and a mamar after mamar is actually, as we said, discussed in the Brisa. The Mishnah is going to leave it unelaborated. And then, yovam echod v'yovamo achas, where there is one Yavam and one Yavama, Ketzad, what are the examples? I am... Um, so, so, so that's what the Ketzad is going on. Um, what are the permutations if you have one Yavama, one Yavam, one Yavama, and then again if they do Mamar, and one of the other acts, remember there are four, there are four, there are four possible acts to do with, between the Yavam and the Yavama. There's Get, Mamar, Chalitza and Yibum. So then it discusses each of those four with each of followed by each of the three. How do you resolve with that? So, so that's what the Kate is coming to do. It's actually not it's actually would be more read as what's the halacha in the following cases. That would be a more accurate yes. translation of it in this case. What would be the halacha? Sorry, not Ketzad. If you have one Yovam and one Yovama, Ketzad Hatarton, how do you release her? Also, Mama be Yovamta Venosan al Get. If you did Mama to his Yovama and then he gave her a Get, Shrika Haimena Chalitza, all he needs is Chalitza, etc. So it's actually, yeah. Okay, so let's go on to the next point. Um, also, we're towards the top of Nun Beizam or Aleph. Also, Mama Uba'al, Harezu Kemitzvaso. It says if he does Mama and then. Um, Baal, he does Yibum. That's the mitzvah. It says, This seems to be a support for Rav But the fact that it, it doesn't say, That's fine. It just says, This is its mitzvah. So he says, It seems to be a support for Rav To Omar Rav Huna, the way to perf- the, the mitzvah to do with the Yavam is to first do Kiddushin, what we would call Mamar in the, this context, and then do then Baal. So it's, see, is, is this Mishnah, by the fact that it uses the term mitzvah, harezu kemitzvah, this is the way to do the mitzvah, it seems to be a support for Rav Huna's um, halacha, that you should do mamar and then yibum. So, so ema afzeh kemitzvah. So, no, what it could say, even this is, a, is in line with the mitzvah, you fulfill the mitzvah of yibum if you first do mamar and then do yibum. So it's that's so obvious. 
Why, why would that not be? He says, no. You might have thought that that actually could undermine the mitzvah of Yibum. He says, You might have said, since we learned in a price that, one who's, that the one who does mamar to his Yibum, the zika of Yibum flies away. And now there's a zika of a Rusin Minasuin. It's more like they married now. He says, Hey, my love, mitzvah COVID. Then when you go into Yibum, you're not doing the mitzvah. So Kamash Malana comes to teach us that there is this, still the mitzvah. I'm very interested. You might have thought that actually to do Mamar first ruins your Yibum. Because once you've done Mamar, what's your bond to this woman? Not as your Yavoma, but kind of as your wife. So you might have thought that it, doing Mamar and then Yibum ruins it. Ruins the mitzvah of Yibum. It's not the ideal way to do the mitzvah of Yibum. It's like an ordinary wedding. Yeah, it's, it's now like an ordinary wedding, but not the mitzvah of Yibum. Yeah. And so he says, no, it is. It actually still, it's, it is still the, normally, the normal mitzvah of Yibum. Um, and I guess the, the reason would be because Mamar is not, uh, Mamar doesn't really undo the connection that you have to this woman as your Yavama. In a way, it does make the zika, it changes the zika, but the underlying, the arisa bond that you have to this woman isn't changed by doing mamar. So let's just discuss this halacha that Rav Huna said that it's a mitzvah to first do kiddushin. Again, as I said, in this context, we call it mamar. And then to do boil. It says, If he did beer and then did mamar, he acquires her. So Gemara says, wait, in Bava also Mama Pshit, if he does beer and then Mamar, obvious the Hokana, the Konya of beer, she's already been acquired with beer. So what's Rafuna, what's, what what's he coming to add by saying that if you do, if you, it, it does make sense to say that if he does beer and then Mamar, he acquires her. He says, no, Ella Ema, in below Mamar Kana. Rather, come and say that if he does beer without Mamar, he does acquire her. So both, whether he does Mamar, Rafuna says he should do Mamar and then beer. But if he just does the beer, in both those cases he acquires her. She becomes now his wife. But wait, we learned that um, that someone who doesn't do mamar first and just does beer gets lashes, which implies that mamar is actually doraisa, because we only the, the term lashes generally alludes to the. 39 lashes that Bayesian give when someone transgresses a certain mitzvahs, but again, listed in the Torah. You don't get, Bayesian aren't going to give you 39 lashes for breaking a mitzvah de Rabbonin. So that's loike, that 39 lashes is specifically for mitzvahs de Raisa. So, um, so by the fact that it says if you don't do, so, so we kind of imply that Mamar was not essential. So only mid but then we brought, but wait, it says you get lashed if you don't do mamar. That implies that it's Doraisa. So he says, no, makas mardus mid We're actually speaking about makas mardus, which are only for Isure Drabonan. I um, very interestingly, there's, we find that the Torah does give punishment for certain Averas. I mean, we've come across it quite a lot. Um, and certain Averis that based in have to some obviously Hashem carries out like Chorus, Mrs. Bidashimim, etc. But there's some that based in carry out. Along those are the um, lashes for transgressing most negative commandments, um, certain negative commandments like breaking Shabbos would be Skila, committing adultery would be Chene, you know, different. Uh, the different negative, different punishments listed by the Torah. Now, there's a strict, there's very strict. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, where, but procedure for based in to be allowed to issue those punishments. There have to have been warnings that you know if you eat that food, if you eat that non-kosher, that uh, nevela, that's a negative commandment, and you're going to be lashes, and he has to say yes, I know that, and then go and eat it. And then they take him to Bazin and Bazin will lash him, you know. And Bazin have to measure out that he can handle the 39 lashes, i.e. that it's given in sets of threes, but only to the, if he's a weak person that a lot of lashes would kill him, then they must give him a lot less than uh, 39. You know, so the very strict, a very, and to put someone to death is all next to impossible. We know the Gomorrahs, etc. Sanhedrin puts a lot of people to death 
um, they use the phrase more than one, one person in 70 years is a cruel Sanhedrin. Um, the procedure and the rigorous um, proofs, uh, etc., to put someone for Basin to put someone to death, but any of their punishments they have, according to the Torah, um, is very rigorous, very difficult. One thing, but Midrabbonon, well, not, not Midrabbonon, they, however, the Torah gives the Basin the power to keep society in line. And that power actually gives them the the power to, if they see necessary, give someone lashes. Not not what we would call the 39 lashes that the Torah makes someone liable to if they do certain avarice. This is the rabbi saying, oh, you're transgressing a negative command, oh, you're transgressing an isudrabonin, or you're acting, as we'll see now, you're acting promiscuous, and they can give someone lashes. And in a way, those are actually much stricter because there's no number limit, there's no thing. But uh, that's where the Beisden see. We also find they have the jurisdiction, the same with capital punishment. If Beisden see that a certain avarice is out of hand or a certain aspect of society is not, uh, is uh, totally being uh, disregarded or society's fraying at it seems for some uh, sad reason, um, then they can just start putting people to death. Again, it wouldn't count as Mrs. Bayesden that requires the strict aidus and uh, cross-examinations and you know all the standards that are set that make it nearly impossible to put someone to death. If Bayesden are using this power, they can just put people to death. Similar, kind of like a king is also given the power to uh, say, are oh, you being disrespectful to the king? Off with your head. So Bayesden, in a way, also have that power to keep the society we find in Sanhedrin. They were um, I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was one of the rabbis put 200 witches to death on one day. You know, like, uh, I saw witchcraft obviously was out of hand. It was very detrimental to the fabric of the Jewish community. So they just put a whole lot to death. Again, not necessarily meeting the strict, rigorous requirements. So that's what's happening here. Is yeah, If someone does beer without mamar to the Yavoma, Beisden will give him lashes. You're right, Dora is it acquires, because mamar is only Midrabonin, but they will still give him lashes. Yeah, what, sorry, what did you want to say? But isn't it more respectful to do a mamar because you get a ketubah before... Um, I will discuss the ketubah but further down the page. Um, but, it but, is... But, but, yeah, it is. It's just to you. Uh, to yeah. Just to be yeah. and uh, not have a ketubah and the God can pull it out afterwards and uh, without the... Uh, yeah, exactly, you'll see that. So, so, so the, the ksuba, we'll see where the ksuba comes from, that we're going to mention a bit further down the page. Um, but yeah, it is a bit cheeky, it's uh, promiscuous, what's another word, uh, like brazen, right. to just uh, sleep with a woman and then, oh, now you're my wife, um, as we'll, we'll see now. Um, but that's why, that's why Rav Huna comes along, and it's, I think that's how we pass in that, that you first do mamar, you first do kiddushin, you first uh, formalize your... your Formalize that you are going to do yibum, and then you do you yibum. Before you buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's uh, yeah. So the difficulty with saying that is Doraisa. If he doesn't do mamar, they are man and wife. Yeah, but that's why. Uh, but it's discouraged. That's why they give lashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, why. That's that why they're the lashes. Yeah, yeah. So they're going against the Torah. No, because they want you to do. Uh, let's read the next piece and we'll discuss it a bit more. Um, so he says, So he says, Where do we see this? That it makes, why would they, they give, where do we see this concept of Midrabon and lashes for this sort of scenario? He says, The Rav Mangit, Rav used to give lashes, and these are not the lashes that are for the Torah, these are what we'd call Makas Mardus, um, lashes that the rabbis, that the base didn't determine are necessary to give. So he said, we're going to give a few examples, I think about eight, eight examples. The first one is Mahanda Makadesh for beer. This is the one that's necessary for us, one who does Kiddushin through beer. We know the Torah tells us there are three ways to perform Kiddushin, to affect the first stage of marriage. I don't know if you remember the first mission of Kiddushin, Kesef Shtaru beer. You can either do it through something money or monetary value, that's what we do with the ring, or you can do it with the star. As you'll see, the, the thing with the star, we're going to mention it shortly, but it doesn't, uh, the thing of monetary value has to be 
of a significant monetary value, um, okay, a small value, but it has to be, whereas a star can be a shard of, of pottery, a, uh, a piece of paper where you just write, with this paper you are Mekudesh Esli, married to me, so that's uh, with a star. And the third one, and interesting enough, this is actually the one that is clearest in the Torah, is Bia. So he says, even though it is a valid way, if someone does Kiddushin with Bia, Rav would give him lashes. Why is that? Um, so Rashi brings it's pritsusa, it's pritsus, uh, not promiscuity, uh, brazenness, uh, not nice. Uh, it's not a, it's not an, it's not nice behavior, like you say. You don't, uh, you first consolidate the marriage, you make, you set it up, uh, you formalize it, and then in private you can uh, be together. You don't formalize this over beer, as also, I mean, just uh, Kiddushin requires Adim. You have to have that. So they always emphasize that the chuppah, they always emphasize these are the Adim for the, to make sure that they have to Adim, to make sure to exclude non-kosher Adim, whatever, but if they're not Adim, even if, if you would go up to a woman in secret and say, Harat Mekudesh Esli, Tatabazu, you married to me with this ring, even if everything is 100% according to Aloha, but you in secret, and even if you then go to based in late and say, oh, we agree. Both, we're, not, we're not arguing on what happened. It happened. We both agree that he proposed to me and I accepted. You know, the man says, I did it, and she admits it, which in a monetary transaction would be binding. But Kiddushin, if there's no Adim, it would be... Uh, um, it, would, it, would, it would be uh, void, yeah. It would be cancelled out. So that's uh, so that's so, so so that would I guess add to the pritsusa. But I think it's like uh, it's very similar to what you're saying, Benji. So that's the one that's relevant to our case. We're just going to mention a few other times where Rav would give these makas mardus. So second one, mand makarish b'shuka, someone who does kiddushin in the marketplace. Again, it's a it's a, again it's an aspect of pritsus to do it in the open. Again, we're not talking about through beer. We thought even with a ring or something like that, but just to do it in the marketplace. In such a public way is also um, pritsusa. That says minag zilus for pritsus. It's like, uh, yeah, promiscuous and uh, brazen. Don't know what's another word for along the lines of pritsus and brazen, but that they're better words. Maybe licentious behavior, something like that. Yeah, says another one. He says, Someone who does kiddushin without the agreement. I almost, he should first discuss with this woman if she's happy to get married. And, you know, formalize a few of the, you know, okay, so we're going to get married. We're, you know, like make a little, a few plans. Like, that's kind of what we would call dating first. Um, Says Umanda, that's the also he would give lashes for that. Umanda Mavatel Gitta, someone who cancels a get. This is a case of someone who sends someone, their friend, to go give a or a shliach to go give a get, get, get to their wife, and before it's delivered, he says, you know, he says to himself, actually, or he even tells the guy, he says, you know, actually, avoid that get. I don't want to divorce her. Now you can imagine what chaos it can cause if this get ends up in her hands. She's going to think she's divorced. She's not really going to be. So that's another reason. Someone who does that, he would give lashes to. Mind the Mosa Moda'a Gitta. Someone who makes a Moda'a, uh, um, who, uh, a Moda'a on a get. We know that there are certain times where based in would, uh, a get has to be given by the husband's will. He can't be forced to give it. But there are certain times where based in would coerce someone into wanting to give the get. That's the famous, uh, uh, you know, the famous uh, they always everyone brings that. Uh, says you beat the husband till he says yes, I want to give it. And once he says oh, yes, I want to give it, ah, oh, that's good enough for him. So if he, when he's writing the get, he says to the witnesses, I want you to be aware that I'm writing this get under coercion. Well, now he's undermined that whole procedure and it undermines the get, uh, invalidates the get. Okay, a sixth one. He says, manda. Pokir shlucha de Rabbonin, someone who shows chutzpah, who's disrespectful to a, a messenger from the Beisden. Um, a seventh one, manda shohi shamta de Rabbonin aleot, plisin yumim velaisi lebeidinu vetovele shamte. Someone who's in cheirim for 30 days by Beisden and doesn't yet go to court to ask them to rescind the cheirim. For whatever reason, the Beisden decided to put him in cheirim. He's got to do what he can to get out of Khairim. So he must go to Beisdin and say, okay, 
what can I do to rectify it? What can I do to get out of Hiram? And if he doesn't within 30 days, Rav says, give him lashes. <laughs> give him uh, more motivation to, uh, to, to go and get his Hiram removed. And then an eighth one, Ba'al Chasna Dedoi Bevei a son-in-law who lives in his in-law's house. This implies specifically only if he lives there that there's this problem, but not, we'll discuss this, we'll see the problem soon, but not if he just walks by. But wasn't there a case of this son-in-law who just walked past his in-law's house, who used to like walk past, I guess, Papa, his in-law's house, and Rav Sheshes gave him lashes. You see, even if you don't live in your in-law's house, there's that problem. It says, There were already rumors. There was already, he was already suspected of having an affair with his mother-in-law. So that's, and that's, that's the problem with this one. Um, there's often a special affinity between a mother-in-law and her son-in-law. And uh, we're worried if they're staying in the same house, it could lead to uh, an affair. And that's why... It's, uh, and even not, it just will cast aspersions on the family's name and stuff. That's why we discourage it. It's no, in all of the, this whole list, not, not really true. The only one that Rav really gave lashes for was someone who did Kiddushin through beer. And if it was without uh, dating first, without agreeing to get to do the Kiddushin first. And some say, no, even if it's with Shiduchim, if it's Makari Shubia, it's Pritzus to the degree that uh, he deserves, that Rav felt it was deserving of lashes. So Benji, I think this is exactly what you're saying, just back to our discussion. That there's, it's interesting. There's some things that the Torah seems to allow or create a mechanism for, but it's not necessarily what the Torah really wants done. I don't know if it's the right way of expressing it, but I don't know. There's a famous Rambam where the Torah comes along and says you must be holy. Kadoshim to you. So the Rambam discusses. He says, this is. A, he says there's a. You can without that mitzvah of to be holy, you can be a manuval b'shusa Torah. You can be a repulsive person with the permission of the Torah. He says, for example, you can bar from the kosher, most kosher butchery. You know, all your meat from the most kosher butchery, making sure you got the most yoresh omayim shoichet. Um, but you can overeat. You can eat and, you know, you can make sure all your wine is uh, to- kosher, no non-Jews had touched it in the process. It's, you know, everything to the letter of the law and drink, be, you know, be an alcoholic and drink too much. And there are many of these things, that there are many actions that are 100% permissible but it's still the, the, the way that they're done is a vulgar, repulsive way. So that's what a maneuver of Bishusa Torah is. So, yeah, so the Torah. You know what? Isn't it like more kind? Uh, because here's the brother with his wife, and it says you mustn't covet your neighbor, you mustn't uh, look at anybody else's wife, you mustn't. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? Now, the minute the, the brother dies, you jump into bed with her. Yeah. So, so were you eyeing her out before? Were you, did you? you know, Interesting. Because of that, no, you're right. More eyeing, you know. Uh-huh. I don't think that's the right. Thing yeah, like suspect. Yeah, uh, it's along the right lines. Maybe like uh, it's a very suspicious behaviour. Well, kind of like the sunny-law, sunny like the sunny-law popping by visiting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it could. Yeah. So I think I think you're adding you're adding to the explanation and clarifying to us why it is so such princess behavior well, to just go into you were looking for that word to, to the, the appropriate yeah. word to, dis, to describe it uh, mm-hmm. do you understand but, so you know this could yeah. be on, the, on those lines yeah so, so I, no, I agree 100% that's not a bit, I uh, think the victim doesn't want uh, yeah. to give lessons because they say hey, you yeah. do it properly here, you know? I, think, I think what you're saying is 100% true I think you, you're clarifying and explaining why they felt it was something worthy of lashes. Why they instituted Mamar? I'm just saying, like, it's just a little bit hard in my mind that the Torah comes along and says, do Yibum. Or the Torah comes along and says, you can do Kiddushin with beer. And we have Chazal come along and say, no, don't do it. And if you do do it, we're going to beat you. <laughs> With the Torah opened the gate for that. So, so I'm saying that there are things that the Torah, it's not, so I'm saying it's not a, so I'm, 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 I'm agreeing 100% with what, what, what you're saying. I think you're adding layers to, 
clarify for us the severity of it and why it is deserving of lashes, why it is a despicable repulsive uh, off-putting behavior. Um, it will, it's, uh, it's, it's in its own right, it's a little bit promiscuous, it will cause people to uh, speak about you badly, you know, those are all things that we discourage, and, but, as, so, so, but I think it's not, we do see in the Torah the things that you're allowed to do, but when done in an inappropriate way are very uh, are repulsive. Well, leave, you know, the Torah is right, but I think it leaves uh, well, that's yeah, no, exactly, it does, and that, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's where we get um, the concept of uh, kadoshim to you. You must be kadosh. It's not, it's not good enough to just to just make sure your food's kosher. Yeah. Just make sure that you've ticked the boxes on. Oh, look, the ksuba there, the kedushins. You've you got to be more refined than that. You've got to be a, 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 a person who's spiritually direct, who's directed their life and coming close to Hashem to perfect in themselves. Kadoshim to you, you must be Kadosh. Okay, let's carry on. Ton Rabbonin, Ketzad Mamar. How do you do Mamar? Okay, good question. We've been discussing Mamar quite a lot, but we've never actually said what the process is. So he says, It's the exact same as Kiddushin. You give us money or something that has a monetary value. So how would you do Mamar with a star? What do you mean? What are you asking? How do you do um, do it with the star? He says, I felt it's, it, it would be so obvious. You write on a piece of paper, even if it's worthless. Behold, you are married to me. And that's how you get. You write on a dock, on, a, on, on something, on anything. And you give it to her and she accepts it and then you marry. But th- that's so obvious. Because if you're telling me Mama is like Kiddushin, well then I know also how to do it with the Shtar. So what's he really asking? So Omar Abaya Haki Komar, this is what it's saying. He's not asking about the Shtar for how would you perform Mama with the Shtar. What he's asking is, Shtar Ksuvas Yilvomim Ketzad. How do you draw up the Ksuba? For the Yovam. Now, why is this different? So, very interestingly, why this is different, and Rashi points it out. He says, Isha, in this case, I mean, he brings it on a little bit of a later point, but I think this will underlie the discussion here. Is Isha Hiknu Loi Minashamayim. Generally, this woman was acquired to him, given to him by Shamayim. Generally, again, so you go, you date a woman, and then you agree to get married. So you drop the ksuba and do kiddushin. What's the ksuba? Is again generally the rights, what the, the husband's obligations to the wife in this context specifically, what she will get paid out in the case of death or divorce. Now this yavam, he never ever, he's skipping that whole procedure because it's he's not the one who's proposing to her and saying, will you marry me and etc. and these are what I commit to give to you. Hashem gave him this wo- woman by making his brother die without children. Hashem's giving him this woman. So how do we, so what's the ksuba? So Omar Bahaki how do you do the ksuba? So it says, he writes for her. I accept upon myself to this, this woman as my yavam, yavama, to sustain her and provide for her appropriately, as long as the suba, the lien that her suba has, is on her first husband's property. I, the, he has to almost write a new suba, but he's saying he, he has to have a suba and automatically, almost to a degree, transferred to him is the suba from his from his brother. But he had, but all he says, I'm limiting it for her, so she can collect a ksuba from his property. Now remember, also the yavam is the one who inherits the brother's property. We'll see this point is relevant shortly. But so it does affect him because if the ksuba never gets paid out, let's say she dies before they never get divorced, and she dies before him, so the ksuba is not going to get paid out. He inherits all his brother's property. If the ksuba gets paid out or whatever the value of the ksuba is and the terms and conditions in the ksuba, she'll get paid that out, but again from the brother's property, not his property. And then he says, um, however, 
Mirishon, if the first if the first brother has no assets, the rabbis instituted that she should get it from the second one so that it's not light in his eyes to divorce her. One of the main reasons for a ksuba is to discourage divorce. We don't want a man to just like wake up one morning, his, his wife uh, burns his toast or does something uh, that's not so significant. He says, you know what, actually I'm just going to divorce you. The ksuba makes him have second thoughts about it because he's going to have to pay out this uh, it's, it's a significant sum of money. It's very expensive. So now that it's expensive to get divorced, he'll, take, uh, he'll think about it uh, for, a, for another few minutes. For he'll, have, he'll have second thoughts. Um, so that's what we want to achieve with the ksuba. So it seems that he, so if there are no assets from the first husband, so that they, the ksuba, that if we would write, she can only collect the ksuba from the assets of the first husband, it would be, it wouldn't affect him at all. Then it's not a, then he has to accept a ksuba that he will pay out the ksuba from his property. Okay, new sukya. Not really. Um, I guess you have to do with the Ibum a little bit. It says, Boy, me nay abaye, may rabba abaye, ask rabba, nasan lo get, v'omar hare at mugureshes heimenu, v'i at muteres l'choladamahu. If someone writes to his yavam, so this is a yavam to his yavama, he writes, you are divorced from me, but you're not permitted to any other man. Now, interestingly, in the case of, yeah, does this get have the power to forbid her to the other brothers? That, that's what we are saying. Again, one. Remember, we know if the one yavam gives a get to the yavama, she becomes kind of as if chalitza has been done. So she becomes forbidden to all the brothers. She be, he, her relatives become forbidden to him. His relatives come forth. But this get, interestingly, if it was a normal scenario where a husband was giving a get, it would be invalid. A get has to release the wife that she can now go and marry other people. If he gives her the get on condition she can't marry anyone else, it's not a proper severance. He still has a hold over her. So it's not a valid get. So that's what the question is. So that's the Gomorrah elaborate. It says, get your vama, the get given by your vama, who which is only me, because we know Khalitza is really the only way to separate them, but there is this Dirabonan get. Get the Mahani Baeshasis, Mahani Bayovama, get the Loi Mahani Baeshasis, Loi Mahani Bayovama. Maybe you would say, only a get that is valid by a regular married woman would work. I, a get that's ineffective by a married woman would also not be effective by a yavama. Or maybe you'll get confused with the regular get. Uh, you might get confused and say that there, um, that there we gave her a get and allowed one of the other brothers to do yibum. So here, this um, even though a get has been given, we should not allow the other brothers to. Uh, we, we should allow it to get re- remarried. I, even though that in a technicality this would not be a good get, since it looks like he gave her a get, we should forbid the other brothers to, to do yibum to her, so that they don't get confused and say you can even do yibum after a proper get. So, he says, yeah, we are concerned that he'll get to switch, get con- people get confused with this other get. Again, sorry, I don't know if I'm explaining the confusion clearly, but Granted this get which says you, again, it's a yavam to, in a normal, well, let's just go back a step, in a normal case, if a husband would give a wife a get, that's the Aishas ish, if a husband would give a wife a get that says you're divorced from me, but forbidden to marry any other man, that's an invalid get. Now we want to know, with this yavam giving a get to the yavama, this woman waiting to do yavam, we know Midrambon and it counts, but does this get count? So we say yes, because people are going to get confused and say, well, I remember with him, he gave a get to that woman and the brothers were still allowed to do yibum. Well, then this get, he should also, that brother should also be allowed to do yibum. People won't know that the reason you're allowed it. The previous one is because it said, you can't, this is a get um, for you, but you can't marry any, it's a get from me, but you can't, uh, are you free from me, but you can't marry anyone else. They won't realize that that's why it's an invalid get. Now, I might give Laura up. No. Once a man, even by Yibum and Khalid, by Yibum, even once he gives a get, then we say Midrabbonan, he's 
dan chalitza, so the negative commandment of um, if you don't want to build your house, you are, uh, your brother's house, you are not allowed to go ahead and build it. That's a negative commandment to do yibum or marry the woman after you've already done chalitza. So midrabon, and that will apply once you've given a get. Here the question is the validity of this get that you're giving her. Um, which we're saying is not good. It says, well, wait, how far are you going to take this? What if he just gives her a piece of paper? Uh, he gives her a piece of paper and people think, oh, look, that piece of paper must have been a get. I don't know if he gives her a blank piece of paper or a piece of paper with a little bit of writing, but clearly not a valid get. There it wouldn't invalidate her to Kohanim, whereas here it would invalidate her to Kohanim. I, interestingly, we're the, really only if a woman is properly divorced. Once she's a divorced woman, she's not allowed to marry Kohanim. As we're now going to see, there's certain gets that are just good enough because of uh, how it looks and stuff, to make a apostle to Kohanim. It says, A woman who is divorced from her husband, they shall not take. I can't marry her. Even if she's only divorced from her husband, I but not yet permitted to other people. A kohen should marry her. This is where it has the scent of the hints of a get that invalidate her to, to kahuna. I see you're right, it's not a valid, a get that says you're free from me but you're forbidden to every other man is not a valid get. However, it's enough of a get to invalidate her to kohanim. So maybe it's, it's wrong to call it an invalid get because that would almost mean a blank piece of paper. It, it does have some form of a get um, and so in that case that's that's the confusion. This get does carry some weight. So again, when the Yovam gives it to his Yovama, even though it's not a proper get, it still does carry some weight, and therefore we apply it, um, and therefore we say that it's not, uh, none of the other brothers can come and do Yibum to her. It's as if they've done, he's given her a proper get, and or, which is similar, as we know, to as if there was Chalitza. Okay, Omar Amiba Chama Haray, Omar Omar, um, said, they said, if one says to the, scri- to the scribe, If someone says to the scribe, you know, he's only done a rusin, he's only done condition the first stage of marriage, but he says, write this get, and when I've done nisuyin, when I've completed the marriage, then I will give her the get. It's a valid get because he could divorce her now. Remember, to separate from the Arusa, remember, an Arusa, the first stage of marriage, Arusa or Kiddushin, it's the same thing. Um, you need a, it's a proper marriage. You need a divorce document. So he, he could divorce her now. Therefore, when he says, right now, and I'll divorce her a bit later, it's valid. It says, however, However, if he just says to someone, he says to the scribe, write this get, for I'm going to use it on that woman for when I marry her. It's an invalid get because she doesn't have the power to divorce her. The get has to be written to divorce his wife. If she's not his wife, even if it's not his wife yet, she's not his wife, so the get's written in an invalid way and that's why it doesn't work. Very interesting. What happens if he does a similar thing? He goes to the scribe and he says, write this get for my Yavama for after we've done Yibum. Do we say since he's tied to her, there's the Zika, there's the connection between the Yavama and the Yavama. It says, if they've done a Rusin, and therefore it would be a valid get, even though he only plans on giving it after Yibum. Or do we say no? Since he hasn't done Mamar, they're not like they've done Arusin. Take it, leaves it unresolved. Okay, boy, Rav Chanina asked, What happens if he writes a get to sever the Zika, but not the Mamora? Or he writes it to sever the Mamar, but not the Zika, Mahu, what's the Halacha? I... Can you 
view the um, the mamar and the zika. Remember, as soon as that brother dies, there's this bond, there's the zika between the yovam and the yovama. And if he does mamar, he adds a layer to that bond. He strengthens it. It's now as if it's even more as if they married. Can he separate the two and do divorce to one of those aspects? So he says, so the, the, and the Gemara explains, says, Male ilu zika koromi, magarish chatsi ishuva magarish chatsi isilosavalokrum. Do we say that the mamar is just like another layer that's just adding to the zika? I, the mamar is built on the zika. The concept of mamar here is only because there's already a zika. So the mamar is kind of reinforcing that, that strength. It's not making a separate bond. It's strengthening the bond that is already there. Therefore, if you come along and say, I want to divorce you from either the mamar or the zika, it's like saying, I want to divorce half a woman. Because one, the, the mamar and the zika are one bond. So if you just want to remove one of them, you're moving, removing half of the same bond, which is invalid. Or maybe we view them as independent. This man now has two different ways that he's connected to this woman. One is through the zika, and one is through the mamar. But they're two independent ways that he's connected. Since we can actually argue, answer it from Rava. To Omar Rava, Rava said quite a while ago, he says, Nosan get If he gives a get for the mamar, he gives a get to only sever the mamar, not to sever the, the zika. Her co-wife becomes permitted. I don't want to go into the case that Rob is discussing, but what do we see Rob holds? Generally, if you would give a get to one of the co-wives of the deceased brother, all of them would become also to you, as if you've done chalitza. Rob is saying, at least in the context of his case, but there's a case where the it undoes the mamar, so but not the zika, so the other woman could do could do yibum to one of the other tzores. All Rob, so the Gemara, so, so we can, so we have an answer to Rob's question, or we could answer it with Rob's question. Rob pshitale, Rab Chanina miboile. According to Rob, it's obvious, but according to Rab Chanina, it's not so obvious. It says my, so what's the halacha? Takeu, we leave it unresolved. Interesting. So according to Rabbi Chananya, the question has been left unresolved, but according to Rob, it is left resolved. So many of the poskim will therefore will say, since to Robert's clear and Rav Hanania it's not clear, we'll follow the sage who had it clear. Um, but that's just the interesting. How would you deal with this scenario where you have one rabbi saying he knows the answer and another rabbi and the Gomorrah leaving it as a taiku? Okay, Cholat Vasamamar. It says if he does chalitza first and then mamar, the Mishnah came along and said there's no chalitza, there's nothing after chalitza. So Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav Zudiv, Rabbi Akiva, this only fits in with Rabbi Akiva. Do Amar Ein Kiddushin Toivsin B'Chayvei Lavim. That Kiddushin does not take effect with the with Chayvei Lavim. Just before we go further, um, remember the, the famous Machloikas we had with the Mamzer. We said what makes a Mamzer. Rabbi Akiva was very strict. Any time it's a negative commandment to marry a woman, uh, uh, to, sorry, to be with a woman, Kiddushin would not take effect and the resulting child, a child resulting from that union would be a mamzer. Whereas Rabbonin would come along and say, no, Kiddushin can take effect where it's a negative commandment. When does Kiddushin not take effect? If it's isukores or higher, if it's more severe than that. Now, once a brother does chalitza, this we have mentioned this a few times, once someone does chalitza, that woman becomes forbidden to him as a negative commandment. They learn up in the Pasuk, it says, from the, since you didn't want to build your brother's house, you are not further, you're never further allowed to build, build up his house. So you're never allowed to go, it's a negative commandment to go and remarry her. So now we can understand Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, if someone does chalitza, so now there's a negative commandment for him to marry her, the woman he did chalitza to. So if, so if he would try to do kiddushin, if he would try to marry her, would it have any effect? No, it would be the same. According to Rebekah, it would be the same as trying to do Kiddushin to your sister, your mother, your aunt, your brother's wife, any, uh, a married woman, any of these where Kiddushin is not toxic. So there's nothing after Chalitza. But the Chalitza say, no, there is something after Chalitza. Why? Because the, the, it would take effect. If a man would do Chalitza 
And then he would go ahead and do Kiddushin. According to the Chachomim, that Kiddushin would have an effect. Granted, he's breaking a negative commandment, but they would still be married. And she would need a get to go and remarry someone else. How can you say it's Rabbi Akiva? We said in the Reisha that if he gives a get and then he does mamar, he needs to give her a get and a chalitza. According to Rabbi Akiva, once he's given her the get, how does mamar help? How do you know that once someone's given a get to his Yavomo, she's forbidden to him forever? Shenemar, as the Apostle says, He's not, the first husband is not allowed to take her back, which he sent her away. Basically, the Apostle is saying, um, a man can't remarry a woman he divorced if she's been married in the interim. As if uh, Reuben divorces his wife, he can remarry her. If in the, she goes and gets remarried and then divorced or her second husband divorced or her second husband dies, so now she's free to marry again, he's not allowed to marry her. But uh, but if yeah, so if not, if she hadn't been remarried in the interim, he could remarry her. Now the Pasuk unnecessarily says Regarding her husband who sent her away. Who else are we talking about? That's the, the context of the Posuk is discussing can she re, she can't remarry her husband if she was married in the interim. So it doesn't have to say her husband who sent her away. That's who we're discussing. Um, so Rabbi Akiva makes the drosha that it's basically only his grusha he can't, it's generally, um, yeah, only his grusha. He can't remarry if she's been married in the interim, but he could remarry her if she wasn't married in the interim. But there's another woman who he can't remarry even if she was not remarried in the interim. That's what the extra shall call. It's specifically from Gerushin that there's this leniency that he can remarry her. And where's, where do we not have that leniency? If he gave a get to his Yavama. So that's how Rabbi Kiva learns. Um, so, so what's our issue? What's the problem? That um, we wanted to say the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, but the Mishnah, because it says off, there's nothing after Chalitza. Now we know according to the Chachamim, there is Kiddushin could be performed after Chalitza. It would transgress a negative commandment, but Kiddushin would take effect. According to Rabbi Akiva, there would be nothing. So we want to say it's Rabbi Akiva. But wait, the other part doesn't fit with Rabbi Akiva because it says that if he gave her a get after, um, if he does a mamar after a get, he needs another get. Rabbi Akiva holds there's nothing after a get. The get is as strong as the Chalitza. So that can't, so it can't be Rabbi Akiva. So now Amar Ravashi get your vomi midrabonon the cross machtaba Amar Ravashi says no, this get is only midrabonon and the and the, the posuk is just a support for that midrabonon. I but that's as we've learned, a get doesn't really carry the weight of Doraisa. It's only midrabonon. Tanya nami hathi. We have a brayser like Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rabbi. Rabbi says ein advarim halalu oimrim elle ledivrei Rabbi Akiva. This mission is said in line with Rabbi Akiva. Shehoya oisa chalutza chalutza keerva who treats a chalutza woman he did chalutza to like. An erva, kiddushin can't take effect. But the chachomim would hold that there is something after chalitza. And I, Rebbe, say I, I qualify this. Says a masai. When is there kiddushin after chalitza? Again, the chachomim came along and said kiddushin can take effect after chalitza. Where he did kiddushin to marry her. Aval if he did chalitza as yibum, sorry, if he did kiddushin to affect the yibum, then after chalitza it would be nothing. I'm very interesting. Rebbe is making a subtle distinction between what's this guy's intention, what's he trying to do with this kiddushin. If he says, oh, I know I did chalitza to you a few months ago, but we've reassessed. Let's get married. Here, Harad Mukadesh is behold, you married to me with this ring. It takes effect. However, if he says, you know what, actually I want to build my brother's house. Actually, I want to go back and do Hebrew. Accept this Kiddushin. 
I, so he's doing Kiddushin not to marry her as his wife, but to marry her as his Yavama. There, Rebbe says that's invalid, that would not count. He mistakenly thinks that there's Yibum after Chalitza, which there is not, so therefore it doesn't take effect. Let's just do a few more lines and then we'll stop. Tanya Irich Achoyleis Liyavomta Bechaz Bekolcho. If he does Chalitza, another Braisa taught, if he does Chalitza to his Yavoma, and then he does Kiddushin, Rebbe Oymer Rebbe says, Im Kodcho Lashum Ishus, Trichai Menuket, if he does Kiddushin to make her his wife, a regular Kiddushin, he decides, you know, actually let's get married, then he needs a get. Then she would need a get. The Shum Yavomas, however, if he does the Kiddushin as Yibum, he does not need a get. Whether he does it for the sake of Kiddushin or whether he does it for the sake of Yibum, he does require a get. Okay, and now we're going to go, the Gemara is going to bring about five, six actually, um, six explanations for this Machoikes, or why Rebbe would see the distinction, but we'll do them tomorrow, so just to have it clear, I'll mention again at, Shur, to, uh, at the beginning of Shur, but just to try to get it clear, we have a very interesting Machoikes. You know, according to the Chachomim, Kiddushin does take effect on a negative commandment. So even though, if a man does Chalitza to a woman, now there's a negative commandment for him to marry her. But if he goes up to her and says, Harad Mugdash Ali, you married to me, and she accepts, then they married. That's a, that would be a standard case of yeah, the marriage takes effect, even though it's a negative commandment. Rebbe comes along and makes a very interesting qualification. He says, no. He says, this that the marriage takes effect is where he's doing it to marry her, like a regular guy. He says, you know what? Um, yeah, we didn't want to do Yibun, we didn't want to do Chalitza, but actually I quite like you. Um, will you marry me? I, he's, his intent is to do it as a marriage. That's when it takes effect. However, if his intent is, you know what? I've reassessed the situation and I know I did Chalitza because I didn't want to do Yibum. Actually, I want to do Yibum, accept this marriage, Harat Makudeshes Li, or Asma Yavama, then it's invalid. Because that's a mistaken premise that after Chalitza he can go and build her, re, or to build his brother's name, reconnect to her from the strength of Yibum. That's a false premise, that's a mistaken premise. And uh, therefore, the kiddushin would not take effect, and she'd still be free to marry anyone else without a gate. Okay. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah.